Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us for this special summary episode of Series 3 of the Prime P Huddle podcast. Um, it's myself, Dan Hayes, and I'm joined by my colleague, Paul Warner. Hi, Paul. Hello there, Dan. Good to uh, be together for, for an episode. It's hard to get us both to uh, record an episode together these days with everything going on, but we've, we've had some fantastic guests on. Uh, we're going to go through some of them. Um, it's going to be a short episode, a um, couple of quick snippets from each episode that really get the key message across. Um, for those of you that have been able to go through Series 3, it might be good uh, for you guys to hear the key keynotes. Uh, but equally, those haven't been able to get through every episode. This is going to be a really short one, so you can he- hear some key messages, really, from, from all of our guests. And so as I'll kick that off with uh, the first episode, which was, which was Greg Dreyer. Yes. Uh, very, very knowledgeable man. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Goes into depth in, in a lot of his answers, but gives a lot of gems, um, a lot of gems all the time. So it was really fantastic having him on. Some things that, that, that Greg, Greg talked about, I know Greg's heavily linked with, with my move. Um, and it, or like I said, we weren't able to get both of us on mm. for any of these episodes no. in this series. What, what, what are your thoughts about tracking physical activity? Because that was something that was key with regards to, is it a case of, um, you know, are we using Fitbits and we're getting each other actively engaged with tracking physical activity? And I think, I think the important thing here is the children are making a, a conscious effort to engage with their own activity and yeah. you know they look at their own personal best really their own personal development and it's having that conscious um engagement um within school but also importantly um outside of school and involving their family and, and having the mm. opportunity to involve others to help them track their activity there's lots of fantastic physical activity tracking mm. things out there i know mm. we just mentioned mine there. there's there's loads out there some are pure in school some are I mean, we know Fitbit's anywhere and everywhere, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and I know that there's um, there's life insurance now. I'm sure one of my colleagues has got one of those watches for life insurance, and they've got to do a certain amount of steps, otherwise their premium goes up, which is an interesting, <laughs> interesting principle. Um, but yes, so what we're going to do, like I said, is we're going to play some some snippets. It'd be great to hear hear a, a key one from Greg. It wasn't just about tracking physical activity. He really went into depth on some some key aspects, um, and we're just going to hear one of them now. Education is so often associated with information provision so if you if you know the number of teachers i work with and and they would talk to i'll ask them the question what does a physically educated child look like Mm. and they start with what that child knows they know about healthy living they know the importance of physical activity and um and if the goal if the goal which it absolutely firmly is for me, is to ensure that every child develops a positive relationship with physical activity, then the sign of that, the metric of that, the key evidence of that is that they're doing physical activity. I I really don't want 10-year-olds talking to me about physical activity. I want them experiencing physical activity. Now, they might be able to talk about how that makes them feel. They might be able to talk about a whole range of emotional responses to that. So fantastic. So again, like I said, we all know Greg goes into in, into depth. I, he's, I, he's fantastic. I could listen to him all day. He is brilliant. I saw, I saw him yesterday at a conference as, as well. We always have a really good catch up and end up chatting for too long, probably. Um, now, the next episode was, uh, was, was John Haycock. Um, yes. Now, I know John, I've met John, but I know you work more closely with him. This was your episode. Yeah, a very, a very passionate guy. Um, he is, he's always switched on. Although he's, he's got a dual role of being not only a teacher, but as well as the, the PE leader, um, for the whole of the school. Um, he's, he's always got time for me. And we, we had such, such an honest and open and transparent discussion mm. around, 
um, collaboration with the, the SLT team around him, with what he, he's trying to do next. But also looking at his 10 plus years of experience, really, mm. and, and how he's had to kind of juggle that that, that teacher and PE lead role. Yeah, and, and I know there's a lot of our listeners doing that, mm. jug, juggling those two roles. And maybe some others, I know there's people out there that are also science lead, as well as yeah. um, PE lead, as well as a member of SLT or, you know, um, a lead on a year group. So it's always interesting to get these different perspectives and it's always, it's great to hear um, the researchers in the industry. It's great to hear those from government bodies, those from SLT, but it's, you know, it's great to hear from everyone on the ground as well because they're the ones that are having these experiences. Yeah. Um, and I mean, on that note as well, um, we're going to hear from hear from John uh, quickly now and hear a key snippet from, from his episode and something that he wanted to get across. Um, I know the episode was called, you know, once you've got, the year of the SLT, it was about really getting the SLT on board, which is a, it's a clear message through everything. And we're going to touch on Louisa Mulvey's episode soon as well. And she was all about collaboration and communication. So we'll hear from John now. Another thing that I always try to say to my staff here, um, all I want to see as a very basic model is I want to see the children active, safe, and engaged in that learning. If those three things are happening, everything else can come after that. So fantastic. So again, like I said, we all know Greg goes into in, into depth. He's, I, I, he's fantastic. I could listen to him all day. He's <laughs> listening to him all day. He is, he is brilliant. I saw, I saw him yesterday at a conference as, as well. We always have a really good catch up and end up chatting for too long, probably. Um, now the next episode was uh, was with John Haycock. Um, now. I know John. I've met John, but I know you work more closely with him. This was your episode. Yeah, a very, a very passionate guy. Um, he is he's always switched on. Although he's he's got a dual role of being not only a teacher but as well as the the PE lead that, um, for the whole of the school. Um, he's he's always got time for me, and we, we had such such an honest and open and transparent discussion mm. around um, collaboration with the the SLT team around him, with what he he's trying to do next. Also looking at his. 10 plus years of experience really mm. and how he's had to kind of juggle that 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 teacher and peely role yeah and, and i know there's a lot of our listeners doing that mm. jug, juggling those two roles and maybe some others i know there's people out there that are also science lead as well as yeah. um pe lead as well as a member of slt or you know um, a lead on a year group so it, it's always interesting to get these different perspectives and it's always it's great to hear um the researchers in the industry. It's great to hear those from government bodies, those from SLT, but it's you know it's great to hear from everyone on the ground as well because they're the ones that are having these experiences. Yeah. yeah. Um. And I mean, on that note as well, uh, we're going to hear from hear from John uh, quickly now and hear a key snippet from from his episode and something that he wanted to get across. Um. I know the episode was called you know once you've got the year of the SLT, it was about really getting the SLT on board, which is a it's a clear message through everything and we're going to touch on Louisa Mulvey's episode soon as well and she was all about collaboration and communication so we'll hear from John now. Yeah brilliant as always um, again a lot of time for John um, you know I speak to John regularly he's always looking for the next thing something extra for the children mm. whether it be workshops whether it be play leader stuff whether it be extra equipment he's always looking for the next step just to keep things fresh and engaging for them. That's it. And I think some people can, um, those that aren't piece of leaders, those that haven't experienced it or been really ingrained in, might oversee just how big a subject it is. Yeah. Because it's not a core subject, it's often there's that perception of, oh, there's not much to do. There's actually probably more to do. 
Um, and that's a real theme of, of, I've seen and heard from all of our guests is just how much is behind PE in comparison to, and not to say other subjects don't take a lot of time in effort because they definitely do, but I think it's just, um, PE is underestimated. It's how much is, is how much is in it. So for another aspect, because we talk about PE a lot and it's obviously the primary PE huddle, but some, we had, we had Bryn on for another episode. Yes. Uh, which again is always fantastic catching with Bryn as well because his, his philosophies, around what should be going on in primary schools with physical activity, physical education, school sports, and look at each of those. Um, but really the physical active learning aspect, um, he's obviously tight-to-bait, he's, he's, he's big into physically active learning. And it's something that, I mean, if I was a child and someone said to me, right, you can do, and I love maths, but they said you can do maths inside, yeah. sat at a table, yeah. doing active learning and productive learning or you can be outside or in a hall moving about doing that i know which one i have chosen yeah it, it, it never feels like learning or you don't realize you're learning um if you're having fun doing stuff and being active and doing things you know to get that information and that that education still being soaked in from the children but in a fun and engaging way is wow it's a no-brainer yeah exactly that and i mean seeing it seeing it firsthand and this is this is why with all of this it's it's not just the attainment that's important here. and yet and yes you know physical active learning but there's the learning there is the attainment but it's for me it's the confidence of the children mm. from from different aspects it's not just those that like i said i would have loved to get away from the depth there's children that love that environment yes but actually for their learning even to get them to that greater depth side of things take them out that environment put them in a different learning environment and really challenge them yeah and see how they excel there as well yeah. for me was was massive so um <laughs> the title of Brins was Let's Make Learning Irresistible. And I think that's fantastic because it sums up what we've just said. If someone offered me that, I would be running. Ironically, I'd be running to it and I'd be running to do it. So let's hear let's hear from uh Bryn quickly then. Um I made the unfortunate mistake of looking at all of the online comments on the telegraph and I was called an idiot, insane. Uh, the best one was a man who is the epitome of everything that's wrong with the education system. Mm-hmm. So I take that as a badge of honor. Um, so it is definitely not running around the classroom. Okay. So with, with Tagtivate, my version of active learning was a physical challenge or a series of physical challenge followed by thinking challenges. And the next iteration was kind of like a blend between moving and learning, a blend of movement and learning. And as I say, I've sent, since started working with Ian Holmes and set up a, a community interest company called Move and Learn. And we've reached our own definition and it's, you know, it's probably a work in progress. We might change it next week. But the current definition that we've got is a learning sequence that can directly or indirectly incorporate an appropriate type of physical activity. Fantastic. Uh, again, always great to hear from uh, Bryn. Always absolutely fantastic to have him on. I'm sure we'll have him on for another episode as well. Yes. I'm, sure, I'm, sure we, I'm sure we will. Um, but moving on to, to the next guest that we had, uh, which was Sean Dowling. Um, and again, this is a completely different perspective. Um, and it was absolutely fantastic to have Sean on. I'm, I met Sean at the um, at AFP's National Conference at St. George's Park. I was, okay. I was in a work, I was in a workshop that he and, and Sue Wilkinson were leading. Yeah. Um, and you know, you go to these conferences, there's always great things there, but this one really, really captivated me. And, and my colleague Andy Heald was there as well. And afterwards, we made a point of going up and speaking to Sean. And that's how I managed to get wow. on the podcast because what they were talking about really resonated. Yes. Um, and they were really looking at P as a core subject, but not just hammering it home and, you know, push it down your throat. It was actually looking at what the process they're going through. And it was, it was, you know, it's fantastic. And 
I managed to delve into Sean's past okay. and how his PE teachers were his heroes. I don't know if you had any hero PE teachers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, whether they're still around now, I feel too <laughs> old to say that. But I always loved the PE, and my little boy now goes to the same school that, that I that I went to, and and the PE is still fantastic there. And so, you know, to have that love of PE and have those role models and those idols that are still stuck in your memory is uh, is it's just a beautiful thing. That's it, and, and it's. Yeah, I, t- I tell you what, someone else I was speaking to uh, at the conference yesterday, I mentioned I saw I saw um, Greg there, he's down in the Luton Bedfordshire conference. Mm. Uh, it was a really, really good day. I also saw Steve Caldicott from Athlete, and we were having a great conversation over lunch, actually, about um, the pressures that teachers feel they're under sometimes. And something Steve said that really resonated was um, just keep doing what you do and do it well. Yeah, You know, there seems to be all this red tape and perception of, where is this black and white? I need to do X, Y, and Z. I need to be told exactly what to do. Yeah. And going back to other episodes, Emily Weston saying, and it links back to what Sean was saying about PT being heroes in the sense of, no, you are fantastic educators. Be, as you said, be that role model yeah. and, and yeah. do what you do and yeah. do it well, and you're going to have the impact on the children. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, and what, um, during my brief stint as a, as a primary school teacher and, and you know, supporting the PE side, you bring the you bring that enthusiasm from the uh, from yourself across, and it's it's so sort of um, uh, what's the word before? It's so uh, I don't know. You just kind of the children sponge off that and, yeah. and thrive from that, and then without you even realizing, you know, you, you become that person in their in their school life that they that they want to approach, and that they, and that, you know, next thing you know, you know, they're drawing pictures for you and yeah. all sorts, <laughs> and you just like you know, you've had that connection, and it's and it's you didn't even realize that you're that sort of person, and it's. You know, through being sports as well, it's uh, especially those that aren't as normally as engaged. Where you get them in a different environment and you spend that time with them, you find out what they what they can do and mm. what they want to do. Um, you know, you become that person that, that they trust as well. hundred percent. It, it's it's a it's a strong relationship that can impact the, the pupils and yourself for the rest of the life. Yeah, definitely. And so on on that note, because again, Sean went into lots of depth in lots of different areas because of his vast experience. We'll just hear um, a quick snippet from Sean. The primary phase is the most critical because that that identity with being physically active, that love of physical education and school sports and what you learn through it. And that's why, for me, it's so important. It's not just about learning in and about physical education and school sport, but it's what we learn through those activities and through being in those environments, the elements of character that we hear about often, the elements of, of improving self and self-confidence and self-worth, the competency that we develop through that skillfulness that we can then apply to different and new contexts. But the person that is evolving through being a more physically active young person I think it's truly transformative. Brilliant. So again, as I said, um, really fantastic to to listen to Sean. A uh, couple more, couple more episodes to to summarise really, really briefly um, to finish off series series three, which has been a fantastic um, series. Um, you worked with um, a couple of guys from Wodens, was it Wodensfield? Yes, Wodensfield. So Liam and Teresa. I mean, as soon as I stepped in the room to set up all the equipment for our recording of this podcast, you could feel the the. the the connection of both Peely and deputy head of the school that, you, that there was clear chemistry and you know and it was a really nice environment to be in and um liam um comes um, heavily with his background of, of his own education around PE that it's, it's come through university and ha- 
had all sorts of, you know, mm-hmm. um, all those qualifications around there. And then for Teresa to um, initially come from secondary school and then come down and, and uh, she talks about um, um, obviously delivering now in primary for uh, the last many years, uh, especially at Wodensfield. And it's, we spoke a lot about um, the, uh, the difference from both secondary and primary. Mm. We spoke about also her own children being engaged in PE. Um, again, we, we spoke earlier about, about role models, you know, following what what their mum does and, and yeah. have that level of PE. And it's, yeah. it's, so not only is she kind of educated and, 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 and um, fulfilling the, uh, the needs and the enthusiasm at the, at the primary school she works at, but obviously transpires through to the children at home as well. You mentioned the word engage there, and the episode's called Engagement Over, over Compliance. We'll hear yeah. from them in, in a second. Mm. What was that general theme that they, were, they meant by engagement over compliance? I think it was around, um, you know, it, sometimes you plan so much to do within a session or within an over half term or a term, and, you know, you've got to tick all these boxes. But actually... As long as the children are still engaged, as long as they're still having a love of sport and physical activity, you know, and having that in that development and having that overall experience, um, you're still ticking that box. Yeah. You're still yeah. ticking that box, you know, for them as well. And, and you feel that from, from Liam and Teresa that they have that, that drive and that passion. And, and that's the thing, again, on many episodes and conversations, I mentioned Steve from the conference yesterday, um, about sometimes the blinkers that get put on by how much compliance people need to feel they need to follow. And of course you've got to follow some compliance. Yeah, you've got yeah. to meet expectations, but sometimes that overshadows actually the enjoyment of physical activity, the skill set the teachers already have and just transferring that to a PE setting, which we both having worked with teachers, it's it's that thing of if you can transfer what you've got in the classroom to PE, then that's it. Mm-hmm. That that is it. Yeah, <laughs> and I know yeah, that yeah. sounds too yeah. simple to be true, yeah. but that really is it. So uh, without further ado, we'll just hear hear a key snippet from from the guys from Warden's Field um, uh, now and and see what gems they've got for us. My own school leadership has required lots of skills that I've developed in sport and being a T PE teacher. Uh, some days are better than others, you know, but we win together, we lose yeah. together. Yeah. Uh, and it's that resilience and patience that, again, we need a staff. And actually, we expect of children. So, again, them seeing maybe us go through that or how we deliver, again, a broad, balanced curriculum that involves physical activity, P and sport, really helps improve that in children as well. Yeah. So this brings us to the final episode of Series 3 with Louisa Mulvey. Uh, I've known Louisa for a long time. She's always got a lot to say, <laughs> but it's always, it's always um, a, lot of, a lot of fantastic information as well. Um, and Louisa come from the background of working in sport um, and then sports coaching, then working in schools and then actually becoming a qualified teacher and then leading the subject. So she's got the spectrum mm. um, I mentioned we get lots of different perspectives and lots of different career pathways and experiences. And, and Louisa has had both sides of the fences okay. already. Um, it was really interesting hearing the differences because she mentioned the change in perceptions between when she was doing the job as an unqualified and then she became qualified and she was basically doing the same thing. But how much more positive she was interacted with by other members of staff. Just because of the, just... because of qualified teacher status, okay. and I think personally that can sometimes be a stigma yeah. in the sector. And we know that there's fantastic educators out there who aren't qualified teachers who might lead on 
they might be from a, a private external organization, but they might also be an unqualified lead. They might lead on peer across multi-academy trusts. We both know some yeah, um, people yeah. like that who are absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it, for me, it's a shame that there's that stigma of, well, they're not a qualified teacher, so they don't they don't know as much. Yeah. Now, we know that, that qualified teachers have gone through a lot to become. You know yourself, yeah, you yeah. are a qualified teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what, what's your, because you are a qualified teacher, what's your perspective there? I think, um, I think I'm, I'm quite intrigued by actually the title of this podcast as well in linking with that is whether you're unqualified or whether you're qualified, uh, you know, you still have that that knowledge or you're going through that knowledge, especially if you're going through to the qualified status. Mm. Um, but you're not on your own. Mm. You have, regardless of what label they want to put you as of unqualified or qualified, you're still that same person. You're still delivering that quality. You're still looking to upskill yourself and, and you know, and put your own spin on things, like we said, to make it your own and have that confidence to lead what you're leading and, and, and you're doing the right thing. But yeah, you're not on your own. You can, you know, you should have that network around you within school mm-hmm. and also home life. So mental health and well-being, you need all that as well. Um, but you're not on your own. You, you have people to turn to. And sometimes with a subject lead, whether it be PE, whether it be science, whether it be history, whatever, it can also can feel quite daunting and quite a weight on your shoulders to be carrying that subject. Yeah. And and sometimes you can get blinkered and in that tunnel vision to think, okay, everything's now on me. Okay. Yeah. Lean on other people in, in, in your industry and around you in the school as well to say, okay, I'm going down this route. Has it been done before? What can I magpie? And start start branching out and, and, and leaning on other people to support you. And that's something that Louisa was saying in the sense of there's there's a huge skill set across the school in in different things. Yeah. And even though yes, you're the subject lead of something, doesn't mean you've got the entirety for that subject. Yeah. Other people will have gems that you can, like I said, lean on and, yeah. and, and utilize. And um, I recorded uh, another podcast episode, which is going to come out in the next series, um, with a chair of governance. Actually, and something he was really stressing was making sure there's a strong link between the PE lead and the the link governor for PE. And you, you know. We work for school. Sometimes it's a strong link. Sometimes there is a there is a good link governor, but the link isn't there. Sometimes the PE isn't aware of who that governor is. And he and I put that to him, and he, he said about you know take that step, create the link yourself. Yeah. You know if you if you want support, push for that support, work with people because they've got they have some great some great knowledge. And like I said about the title of you're not you're not on your own. I think that's a theme for everything as well. So many of our our fantastic guests have said about communication. Yeah said about working across and getting the ethos and working with a team. There's also some brilliant, you know, uh, forums to get yourself involved in, whether it's through Facebook, whether, you know, through other social media platforms to put yourself in a room metaphorically Mm. or virtually certainly with with like-minded people like yourself. And you've got so many opportunities to bounce off. You can go to PE League, uh, sorry, you can go to um, CBD conferences Mm. and all sorts Mm. of things that, that are you know, to be in that same room and you can you can share those stories and share those, you know, all of a sudden you, you, you expand your network of support. That's it. And sometimes people think about these events of I'm going there to learn from this workshop or from this course. It's like a case of, well, actually don't overlook the opportunity to, to network, network and create yeah, links with, with like-minded people and people in your position. So, I mean, on that note, we'll hear from uh, hear from Louisa now um, and a key snippet from, from her episode, which has loads of gems in her episode. I, I remember it's fantastic to record. Um, yes, I ran a couple of staff insets. Um, and I did go in um, and observe a couple of, especially it was sort of more of like the NQT level of staff that had come up from like possibly working in TA roles mm. that were very much, and they said in their head that like, I'm terrible at sport. 
So they've instantly got in their head. I'm terrible at sport. I can't, I'm not sporty, so I can't teach PE. And I was like, well, you don't need to be able to do it. The kids can explore for themselves. Like, let them explore using a Nerf as a javelin. Just let them have a go. Just give it to them, see how they throw it. You know, let them explore because then they have so much fun with it. So there are, you know, ways around that, certainly. Um, And I think just so many, it's changing the change the perceptions, which I did manage to do with a, with a few members of staff, but some people, I think we all know a few people that can be quite stubborn. Well, that's it. That's uh, all the episodes for series three. Wow. Um, it's good to summarise. We should do this mm. for every series. We yeah, should do definitely. this more often. Yeah, definitely. It's good to look I back. Might, I, might, I might actually, you know, speak about them all again. I'm going to have to re-listen to them. I know, I was thinking the same thing. It sounds really geeky, doesn't it? And I know we've recorded them, but, <laughs> you know, yeah, there's so many things that you can actually re-listen to and yeah. kind of go, Oh, I forgot about that. Or, yeah. Actually, I do that now. Or actually, oh, actually, that's a, I forgot completely about I, that. I do the same on other podcasts that aren't sector relevant. Yeah. But, you know, you, you listen, we all listen to different series we enjoy. We yeah. listen to episodes. I enjoyed that episode. Why did I enjoy it? And, you yeah. Know, you go back through it. So, but I mean, for everyone listening now, please feel free to re-listen to, to episodes. You've heard some gems from each of the episodes of this series. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed this series and found it, found it useful. You've taken some of those gems. And please, like I said, do re-listen and make sure you listen to the other series as well if you haven't already. We'll be back with uh, future episodes. Definitely. Um, so the P, the Prime P Huddle is continuing. So keep your ear to the ground for for that one. Um, and for anyone that is looking for further support, advice, information, resources, so on and so forth, um, you know we, we do we run this in collaboration with the Aspire Ed platform. Um, and there's there's the Discover membership on there, which is completely free, free for life. There's loads of great resources on there. You can listen to all the podcast episodes on there as well. So if you sign up to that for free, that's aspire-ed.co.uk. Go on the Discover membership, completely free for life. All the episodes are on there, um, as well as loads of great downloadable resources and tools and access to different bits and bobs as well for free. So have a little look. Thanks again for everyone for joining us. And Thank you very much. Hope to hear and well, we'll hear from some fantastic guests soon yeah, for our next series. Definitely. Can't wait.